Welcome to the Nun Report, bringing your regular dose of truth, freedom, and weirdness with your host, Dan Nunn. Hey, good day. I want to thank everybody for tuning in. And this is uh, somewhat of a milestone, I guess. It is episode 250. Episode 250. I, uh, you know, when I first started this, I, I didn't know what really I was going to do with it. I kind of had an idea. Uh, I was hoping that it would gain some traction. It's, uh, it does take a while, you know, and th- but that's okay. That's okay. I'm in it for the long haul. And I started it because I, I used to do these, uh, these Facebook rants, you know, just Facebook live videos and drove away half of my friends, uh, you know, alienated myself from the Seattle music scene because I'm a musician and that didn't bother me all that much, but I thought, you know what, I need to separate this and, and, and become a little more involved and get some other uh, guests involved on the show from time to time that could bring their input and their knowledge to, to this. And so that's what I've done. Uh, it's, it's grown steadily, uh, approaching 20,000 followers on Facebook. I'm, I'm pretty happy about that. They're all real. And, uh, my uh, Twitter account got nuked recently. So, uh, starting over there, if you want to check it out at none report and, um, and it's just, you know, thank you. You know, without you guys, uh, we're getting close to 400 followers on Rumble. Uh, I see that it's starting to increase. The growth is starting to increase. It should become exponential and begin to snowball the more followers there are. So anyway, thank you. Please share it if you want. Please share the Nun Report. Share the Rumble channel. Share this video if you want to. And make sure you subscribe at rumble.com slash the Nun Report. We have uh, a ton of stuff to cover today. And I'm going to try to get to all of it. I don't know if I will, because sometimes I can get a little bit long-winded and sometimes I show too many videos and receipts and stuff. But hey, you know, I'm here to gather the information into a, a consolidated report, give it to you so that you can make informed decisions using critical thought. And uh, of course, I add my commentary to it. I wanted to, uh, and I try, I want to say, I'm going to start off today with something with, with a bit of a retraction and and a clarification on something from yesterday's show. I came out and I showed a picture of up in my neck of the woods, Western Washington, north of Seattle. There's a, a little town called Cedar Woolley. It's it's kind of a good old boy uh, redneck town has been forever. And the there was a picture that came out of a pride flag flying on the flagpole. And of course the rumor mill started. And I have to say, I'm a little bit embarrassed and I apologize that I fell into the rumor mill that, Oh, look at this. They replaced the American flag on their flagpole with a pride flag. And that's not entirely true. In fact, it's not true at all. There is a a great reporter up here in Seattle. Jason Rance uh, dropped this story this morning and I'm glad that he did. And I'm glad that I saw it. And uh, that's why I follow people like him, because he's informative. He's usually spot on. I failed to follow the Dan Bongino rule and give it 24 hours before I decided to comment on it. And uh, and I think, and, and you know, if I misled anybody, again, apologies. Uh, but rumors flare is LGBT fla- uh, flag replaced American flag at high school. Well, here's the real story. And uh, according to the district spokesperson, a security camera captured an unknown and unidentifiable individual parking in front of the high school gym Thursday at two or Tuesday at two Oh nine AM. The assailant was driving an SUV without license plates. The flagpole adjacent to the gym was not flying the American flag at the time as the school follows proper flag protocols. You know, I mean, they took it down at dusk. So according to the spokesperson and it continues 
The school rumor mill says uh, the school's principal emailed families and students to explain what happened. She promised to install a lockbox on the flagpole to stop unauthorized use in its future. Good idea. Rumors spread online that Cedar Woolley High administrators were slow to remove the flag. One former student said she heard they waited until several complaints before acting, but the district disputes that claim, pointing to surveillance footage that shows the school's custodian at 7.34 a.m., over 20 minutes before school starts. And given the layout of the school, the fact that anyone saw the flag issue that morning was surprising. So they, they it was put out in the middle of the night, you know, an act of, uh, you know, maliciousness or vandalism or, or just, you know, a prank. And first thing in the morning before the bell even rang, the custodian took it down as I should. Now, one thing Jason points out in this article, and it, I agree, is that he says, well, is this even news? And, and he says, yes. And the reason it's news is because a school district actually did the right thing. And how sad it is that the expectation nowadays is that the school is being woke, that the school district is, is instigating this every single time. That's the immediate assumption by pretty much everybody, right? And in this case, that wasn't true. So the, the real story here is not that a flag, pride flag was flown. The real story is that the district immediately did something about it, did the right thing, and took it down. Anyway, I wanted to say that, and again, I apologize if I misled anybody. I wanted to start off the show with that because I felt it was important. Let's move on now to uh, current events nationally, now that I've covered the, the local end up here. President Trump the, the, is, is reported to uh, be really close to being indicted by the Department of Justice for Oh man, they're, they're going to get him for obstruction and uh, and espionage is what they're going for. Some reports are saying multiple counts. I've been saying this for months, people that that they would indict Trump. That it was just a matter of time, and, and he, so now he's been indicted in New York. The Department of Justice will indict him, of course, and I believe that eventually Georgia will indict him as well. Their plan is to keep him tied up. They don't even need to convict him, but it's not even about his indictment or whether he broke the law or not, it's about something much more diabolical, and I'm going to cover that in just a minute. But regarding these cla- uh, th- these these classified documents, see, back in January 19th, 2021, there was a presidential memorandum that Trump put out. This is the day before he left office. He still had presidential powers, and he declassified all of the FBI's documents regarding Crossfire Hurricane and its investigation as much as could be allowed by law. Now, one could reason that, well, the reason they raided Mar-a-Lago was to retrieve, you know, evidence that that was uh, making them, that was going to make them look bad. The crossfire hurricane was regarding the, uh, you know, all the planted information for the Russian collusion, the Steele dossier, all the garbage, all the lies that they used to impeach Trump and to hunt him down and, and perform a witch hunt for four years while he was in office and it's still going on to this day because they're scared to death of him. They're scared to death of a second Trump presidency because they can't control him. That's why they prefer DeSantis because they can control him and I'm going to talk about that as well. Anyway, Mark Meadows, Trump's former chief of staff, he's apparently turned state's witness and he has agreed and apparently already has testified Um against Trump in exchange for uh, lighter 
you know, charges against him because they're threatening him with charges. This is this is mob tactics. This is this is SS Nazi type stuff. They're going after political enemies and they will go after anybody that's close to those political enemies too, with the idea of intimidating anyone who might think, don't even think, don't even think about getting close to Trump or supporting him or being part of his cabinet or being part of his campaign. Because if you do, you know what? We might go after you too and destroy your family, destroy your income, destroy your life. And that's what they're doing. It's uh, it's something, again, that I've been saying, you know, we knew they were going to indict him. Now, I don't think it's about whether he committed a crime or not. In fact, I don't even think that uh, that they plan on convicting him. Now, they, if they can, they will. But the, if they can keep it tied up in, in court and affect his presidential run, that's 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 a side benefit. That's icing on the cake. The piece of cake is the intimidation and the standard that this puts out that if you buck the deep state, if you buck the system, if you dare to go outside of the political norms of the bureaucracy and the deep state, you will be destroyed. This is not about Trump. It's a message to anybody else out there, including DeSantis, who might want to buck the system, who might want to dismantle it, who might want to work on draining the swamp. It's a message to them that if don't even think about it, because if you do, if you do, we will destroy not only you, we will destroy those around you that you love. And don't even think about being an attorney for this guy. Don't even think about joining his campaign or his administration because we'll destroy you too. And that's what this is about. I don't think it has anything to do with Trump directly. I think it has to do with what Trump represents. And if they can take this and send a message to the MAGA crowd, if you will, then that's their job. That's what they want to do. Just to, it's, a, it's, a, it's a form of intimidation, plain and simple. And it's a heavy hand. It is a heavy hand. People really have to think twice. And that kind of leads me to my, to my next jump I want, to, I want to talk about here. A lot of people have jumped on the Ron DeSantis uh, short bus because, you know, off the Trump train and onto the short bus with DeSantis, he, uh, they, they think, well, he's going to be more electable. He's going to be, he's going to do the things that Trump couldn't. No. He's going to go in there and be a rhino. He's not going to get anything done. You see, this is a, a young man. This is a, a man that's just approaching the height of his career, a man who's not independently wealthy and a man who has a beautiful, a young, beautiful family that he would do anything to protect. See, because isn't it, isn't it true? I mean, there's reason why, you know, the belief system for conservatives falls in a certain order. God, family, country. God is always first. Family is second. Country comes after that. And I guarantee you, that Ron DeSantis will place his family before what's best for the country. If you don't think they're going to go after him with every single piece of ammunition available, including tons of stuff that's made up, that's not even real, just like they did Trump, you're not thinking straight. Or you clearly haven't learned a lesson from what they've done since 2016. 
They will unlock every box. They will unlock every rumor. They will, I wouldn't be surprised if they'll try to destroy his military service and his career. Who knows? They may say, oh yeah, DeSantis, he was over there raping and pillaging. Completely made up stuff. Maybe they'll even come up with a fake dossier from some intelligence person over there. Who knows? You know that they will stoop to any level. They're getting ready to indict a former president of the United States for bullshit charges. They play for keeps, people. And uh, they're, they're ruthless. They are absolutely ruthless. And the GOP are a bunch of whips. In fact, the GOP is saying they're not even going, they're backing off now. They've dropped the contempt charges they were going to file against Director Ray of the FBI. Because the establishment GOP went in and twisted arms and told the America First movement, we absolutely are not going to do that. And so they dropped it. I don't think people understand the level of control and the level of uh, depravity that these people have. Anybody who comes in with the intent or the possibility to disrupt the system, to even dismantle the system, they will be gone after. And they will be gone after ruthlessly and relentlessly until they cave. And that includes family members. Look at this family. Ron DeSantis is vulnerable. Ron DeSantis has an Achilles heel. Ron DeSantis cannot go in there and do what needs to be done because, God, family, country, he will do what it takes to protect his family. And if that means compromising with the deep state and the rhinos and the extreme commie Democrats, that's what he's going to do. So, you know, you go ahead and think what you want, but that's the reality of it. And again, if you don't believe that that's true, you simply have not been paying attention because it's not about Trump. It's about using Trump to destroy what he represents. And if they can intimidate enough people, you know, that's why you see the the you see the DeSantis campaign, you know, trying to trying to stoop to their level, but they're just not good at it. It's a horrible campaign. Anybody who wants to be involved in it, I can't imagine why. I'm a Trump guy. I'm on the Trump train. He could be in jail. I will vote for Trump if he's still on the ballot. If he's the nominee and he's on the ballot, come general election time, I will vote for Trump. And I, I make no make no qualms about that. Not at all. You gotta ask yourself, why are they so scared of Trump? Why do they want so badly to destroy the America First movement? Why do they want so badly for him to not be able to run for president ever again? It's certainly not because they think he's an enemy of the state. It's exactly the opposite. It's because they are enemies of the state and he's out to expose them and he's got nothing to lose. He's, this is his last hurrah. This is his big home run. This is his, uh, this is his encore, so to speak. He's near the end of his life. He's a multi-billionaire. His family is set up for generations to come with old money now. He's not going to be around much longer. And he knows it. His family's grown. They're established. He's got them set up. He has nothing to lose. DeSantis, on the other hand, has everything to lose. 
It's a beautiful family. You know, you look at that, beautiful. That's my analysis of it. And that's why I continue to stay on the Trump train and refuse to get on the short bus with DeSantis. And because uh, he will cave to the deep state and the extreme commie Democrats. I have no doubt in my mind whatsoever. So in the meantime, while they're going after Trump and indicting him, you have Biden, whose family members have taken millions and millions of dollars from foreign countries for doing nothing. You had Hunter Biden on the board of Burisma, a mail-in job where he did nothing, making tons of money. He, they got money from the CCP, from Ukraine. And now they won't give up the document that proves all this. And here's kind of a precursor to the next segment. Check it out. I know the country and I know the policy decision, but I'm not at liberty to say right now. That's why we're investigating Joe Biden. The media wants to talk about Hunter Biden. Look, we've already disclosed that there are nine Biden family members. It isn't just about the president's son. It isn't just about the president's brother. It's about the president's entire family. But let's be real. Does anyone believe that they're getting this money? Just as coincidence? I mean, there are countless transactions from from many countries, countries that no one else would ever do business with. Even some of the biggest companies in America that are that have a huge international footprint don't even do business in some of these countries. What are they doing to receive this money? This fits a pattern with everything that our whistleblower, our very credible whistleblower, has alleged that Joe wow. Biden did when he was vice president. That's why we want to know what the FBI has done to verify this. And now we know that he has seen the form that they're seeking that the FBI refuses to uh, to provide, but they did get to go look at it. And it is still classified, so they, they can't release a lot of detail. But they did come out and say this, and um, it looks like Biden, as vice president, took a $5 million bribe from a Ukrainian business person to influence policy decisions. Check it out. You're doing a lot of explaining to your colleagues, to the American public. This bribery scheme, I get a sense, and I've been doing a lot of reporting, that this does involve the country of Ukraine, a place where the Biden family has a lot of tentacles. Can you confirm that for us? Yes, it is Ukraine. This uh, uh, Form 1023 uh, involves uh, a business person uh, from Ukraine uh, who allegedly sent a bribe uh, substantial bribe to then Vice President Joe Biden. And if I could furthermore, there's a name I've been very familiar with in that uh, country, uh, Mr. Zolchevsky, Mikola Zolchevsky, owner of Brisma Holdings. Does he come up in this scenario at all? I, I, pre- I probably better uh, punt uh, on that question. Okay. In fact, John, <laughs> the name was redacted. It so, was. Uh, okay. Yeah, I understand. Okay. Speaking Thank you, Speaking of the redactions... Obviously, sources and methods, these are the types of things that should be redacted. That's under. So there you have it. Uh, It's looking like more and more. We know the Biden crime family is dirty, okay? The question is just how dirty and where does the money come from? Does it start to make a little sense? I mean, Hunter Biden was making hundreds of thousands of dollars from Burisma for doing absolutely nothing. Apparently, there's a, a, a fairly substantial, some reports say up to $5 million dollars that was transferred to the Biden family while Biden was vice president from a Ukrainian business person. So that's also from Ukraine. 
Is it starting to make sense now why we're giving billions, hundreds of billions of dollars at this point to Ukraine to fight a proxy war against Russia? You think that might have a little bit to do with it? Ladies and gentlemen, and yes, there's only two genders. President Biden is compromised. Not only does he have Swiss cheese for brains right now, not only is he a bumbling Mr. Magoo who can't find which way to leave a stage and falls down on a regular basis, he is a national security threat. In fact, it's not the extreme MAGA Republicans and white supremacists that are the largest threat to the national security of this United States. It's President Biden and the extreme commie Democrats that are pulling the strings for him. That is the ultimate threat, the number one threat to the security of the United States of America. And, uh, you know, if you, don't, if you don't think so, man, again, you just simply haven't been paying attention or you prefer to be willfully ignorant and keep your head buried in the sand because you're too weak of a person to admit when you're wrong. Like I did at the top of this show. All right, moving along. Uh, Tucker Carlson, let's talk about him a little bit. You know, man, he put out his first episode, Tucker on Twitter. I know that uh, it's been talked about on the on the podcast circuit here for a couple of days now. I was kind of letting things chill out and I wanted to get a collection of comments. You knew the left was going to freak out. You knew it. How could they not freak out? Oh no, Tucker Carlson's out there spreading lies and hate and, and all that stuff again. Yeah. <sighs> Anyway, I miss Tucker's monologues. I was so happy to see this. So he puts out a 10-minute monologue. And really, that's, that was the best part of his show. You know, when he brought guests in and stuff, it was okay. And, and sometimes I could make it through the entire show. But generally speaking, I watched the first, you know, seven to 10 minutes. That monologue, that opening monologue, always spot on, always intriguing, always entertaining, and always correct, always right. And um, Fox News fired him, but then kept him under his contract. So they didn't actually fire him. And now they're going to, it looks like, go after him with a lawsuit for breach of contract because of the video he put out on Twitter. They're, Fox is claiming they have exclusive rights to this. And I'm sure, you know, we got to trust Tucker. I mean, he's he's a well-off individual, um, definitely in the top percentile. He is not stupid. And I'm sure he has very good attorneys. They've looked at this. And decided that, you know, risk was worth it. His video got, uh, last I checked before this show, uh, be- while I was rapping, while I was doing the outline here this morning, uh, looks like 102 million views on his first episode of Tucker on Twitter. And you knew the left was going to come out screaming, but, uh, insider comes out. Tucker Carlson is nothing without Fox News and his sad Twitter broadcast debut proves it. 100 million views. More than all of legacy and cable media combined in a week. (laughs) Yeah, he's definitely suffering. That was a horrible, terrible debut. And the attack continues. Brian Stelter, you know, Mr. Potato Head, uh, the guy who was fired, the guy who who can't find a job, the guy who 
could never even consider doing an independent platform because he wouldn't even get a million views. What a petty, pathetic, weak human being. This is what he tweeted. This is, this is what he had to pick on. Tucker on Twitter is now Tucker Carlson's video is branded. Notice his right hand in the wide shot. He's using a teleprompter controller to run the prompter himself. Yeah, that's so what? That's what independent podcasters do if they're using a teleprompter. I'll use one once in a while, not to read word for word, but during guest shows, just to kind of keep on track and keep the time in line and make sure we cover all the topics and lead the conversation where it needs to go. I'll use, I'll use it once in a while, but just for bullet points. I'm not reading from it, but I will use one for bullet points so I can be looking at the camera and you so that we're engaging. So I'm not looking down at my computer screen the whole time. And, uh, and, and Stelter just can't handle it. But that's his, that's his critique. He's using, he's controlling his own teleprompter. <laughs> 102 million views. <laughs> Who got the last laugh on that one? And I, oh, I miss Tucker's laugh. <laughs> he just gets all giggly and funny. His, his laugh is infectious. And when it comes out authentically, um, you can't, I mean, someone's laugh is authentic. When they're truly laughing, you know when it's real. And I love talk, Tucker Carlson for that, among other things. The attacks continued. Taylor Lorenz, oh yeah, she's that extreme. She's like the extreme of the extreme commie Democrats. Always on the, she's not even, she fell off, she's not even on the left. She fell off the table of the left a long time ago. She went so far left, she fell right off the edge. And um, anyway, she tweets, it's wild to see what a fish out of water he is on the internet. No jump cuts, no background music, no catchy thumbnails or video titles. Not sure how he's going to stack up against even an average streamer or YouTuber. <laughs> 102 million views. How's that stack up, Taylor Lorenz? God, these people are pathetic. And, and like I said earlier, ruthless. They will lie knowingly lie to keep their base riled up. The, the people who live by headlines, titles, and sound bites. They never dig into the meat and potatoes. They never want to look at the reality and they will take what Taylor Lorenz says as gospel and laugh. Oh yeah, Tucker's done, Tucker's done. <laughs> 102 million views. That's all. That's all that needs to be known. And you know what? That's what independent podcasting is about. So what? Yeah, he's going to do a lot of stuff himself. He's not going to have the same staff right now that he had with Fox. Why would he? That's part of the point of being independent. You don't need that sort of support. And I'm sure he has a producer there, of course. And he has someone helping with his research. But I, I, I assure you that the team is... is much smaller than it was at Fox. And so it should be. Nothing wrong with that at all. But to, to prove to you how these people lie and that they will say anything to back their point, knowing that they're lying, knowingly, willfully lying and misleading people because they don't care. You see, they... From their viewpoint, they're, I mean, they're as bad as jihadists, okay? 
their cause, any by any means, their cause is more important than their ethical standards. That the end justify the means. That to advance the extreme commie Democrat view and make sure Trump is never president again, everything is on the table. See, because all is fair in love and war, and to them, this is war. And I hope that I hope that you people understand that. So as we continue with the uh, my receipts here on how Democrats love to lie, here's another one. So just recently, you know, you've probably heard down in Glendale, California, there was a uh, you know school board meeting, and there are some parents down there, primarily uh, immigrants from Armenia. They're 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 Muslim. They're conservative. They believe in conservative family values. They don't believe in in the pride thing. They don't believe in the trans thing. They they believe in strong uh, family values, and they're and they're done with it. They're, they've they've gone down to protest these meetings. Well, the Antifa mob showed up, and a confrontation uh, in, unfortunately ensued. But the left, and and this person is not the only one. Erica Marsh is a complete leftist loony. Uh, she is a Democratic operative. She worked on Biden's campaign in 20. And um, so so you'll see. Uh, I'll, I'll show you kind of who she was. You can look her up if you want. Anyway, complete uh, extreme commie Democrat, leftist loony, operative, political activist. Here's how she frames it. So she shows a video of what happened. And you can see, you know, there was definitely a group brawl going on there. And, uh, and it was between... Antifa and these Armenian family members, concerned parents who were there for their kids. And her tweet was, breaking ultra-MAGA white supremacist Trump supporters. Let's see, ultra-MAGA white supremacist Trump supporters. Ah, yeah. Violently attack pro-LGBT demonstrators outside of Glendale, California school board meeting. No. No, no. They got in a confrontation with Antifa radicals, the real, the real domestic terrorists. This had nothing to do with Trump. And I, and I told her that. I said, this is a lie. This protest had nothing to do with Trump, MAGA, or white supremacy. These are concerned parents, primarily immigrants from the Muslim and Armenian communities. Yes, a few got out of control. But this person, Erica Marsh, repeats this lie constantly. And she does. You should see her page. It's disgusting. And she just goes on and on. She has over 100,000 followers. Um, but she she goes on and on every single day about how terrible Trump supporters are and we're all white supremacists and we're extreme and we're a threat to America and a threat, of course, to what? You all know, democracy. Yes, it's a threat to our very democracy. That's all there is. This is who she is. Proud Democrat, former field organizer to elect President Biden, volunteer for the Obama Foundation, and she goes by she, her. Hmm. Isn't that special? I'm glad she's got her pronouns right, at least. But the fact she even lists them is, <laughs> is part of the problem, right? Oh, man. Um, Pete, uh, oh, get, let me give you one more. One more fact lie. Uh, Brooklyn dad, Brooklyn defiant man. This guy is a complete tool shed. Another extreme commie Democrat. He's got a pretty large following on, on Twitter. Um, on June 7th, so yesterday, he says, he tweeted, damn, the air quality outside is horrendous. My kids got sent home early from school today because of it. 
Really? Let's wind it back to January of this year where he tweeted, I'm 54 and I have three sons who are 31, 29, and uh, I can't read that because it's behind my little thing here. Um, anyway, they're, they're all grown. Uh, no, they're, now they're grown. But to me, at that, it, even at that age, they're still kids and they're still figuring things out. So all his kids are grown, but he had to come out yesterday, virtue signal, and lie, outright lie, that his kids got sent home from school early because the smoke is so bad. Look, hey, I live in Western Washington. You know, piss off with your whining and bitching about the smoke over there. We deal with it every single year. We call it smoke season out here. And no, it's not because of legalized weed, although that may have something to do with it. Canada has that too, right? But no, we get massive wildfires here in Washington. British Columbia up north of the border, also gets a ton of fires. And sometimes weather and atmospheric conditions move that smoke in down here deep. We've spent weeks at a time where we didn't even go outside and we only took our pets outside on leash to go potty. And the fact that these people over in New York and D.C. and everywhere else, yeah, it sucks, all right? It does. It's not the end of the world. And you know who's to blame? The environmentalists. The environmentalists have destroyed conservation. They're... Their whole cries against saving every species out there to let things go natural, to save the spotted owl. And then the politicians who are irresponsible, who buy into that bullshit and refuse to keep the forest floors clean and groomed because they'd rather spend money on indoctrinating our children in school and having dra drag time story hours and talking about pride all the time. They'd rather put money into all that, all their social issues, free places to go do drugs, safe spaces to go shoot up. Instead of keeping our forest floors clean. And so what, of course, you're going to see an increase in forest fires and the ones that we do have are going to be worse. It has nothing to do with climate change. Any, you, man, again, people pay attention. Hit people over the head with facts. You know, they might not believe it, but you got to dig into the meat and potatoes, man. If you don't, these people that live by sound bites, headlines, and, and uh, titles, I don't know if they're reachable or not, but I, I still try. You know, I still try. I'm certainly not going to give up. That would be, uh, well, it's just not in my nature. I don't give up. And uh, anyway, Pete Butt Guy was out there and again, doing his thing. And and uh, he's, this is, I'm going to call this, particular clip, our weird segment. The other thing I want to keep reminding uh, drivers of is that uh, many American drivers, as a matter of fact, a majority, have access to some kind of charging infra infrastructure in the form of a, a plug in the wall. There are many ways in which charging an EV has more in common with charging your phone than filling up a car that runs on gas. It's just a different paradigm. You live in a different reality. He's, he's trying to compare charging an electric vehicle to charging a cell phone. This is the same thing. All right, you, try, you, go, you go buy your EV and try plugging it into the wall in your house. You see how, you see how far that goes. You, you see how much charge you get, man. What do you, what do you think, Clint? What a load of shit. Yeah. Yeah, thanks for weighing in there, buddy. I agree, that is a load of shit. Of course, well, we know, we'll know where Butt Guy comes from, so. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, 
he continues, and, and this one, all right, we're done with the weird segment, although anything involving him is kind of weird, but let, let's hear what he has to say here, and then we'll comment. Well, our country is at very real risk of backsliding on freedom and equality, but that is exactly why we continue to push. There has been extraordinary work that's been done just in this presidency, uh, certainly the president being able to sign uh, the Respect for Marriage Act, for example. And if you zoom out to the progress that's been made in the last 10 or 15 years, uh, including the ability of somebody like me to be standing here doing this job, it's extraordinary. And yet now you see the attacks on the LGBTQ community, especially on the trans community and what they are going through. And, uh, you know, I think it's being done out of uh, a perception that it is politically convenient to target vulnerable groups. And, and honestly, I think where it largely comes from is uh, folks who don't want to talk about why they were against the infrastructure law. The Defense for Marriage Act was a complete bullshit virtue signaling piece of crap. And I told you about that last week. We didn't need it. People can already marry who they want. They can already love who they want. There is no law that stops people from marrying each other. They put this through and sign it so they could say they like they just created it and did something like they couldn't get married before until this happened. And now we have the Defense for Marriage Act. And so now they're safe. What a crock of shit. All right, these people, they, they, like I said, back to the beginning or the middle of the show a couple of segments ago, they lie, lie, and then they lie some more to cover up the lies that they already lied about. And their base believes that, you know, what, how are, how are, uh, how are these people marginalized? Did it, opened up the show with it yesterday. How are these people marginalized? What, what are these violence attacks against them? See, this is how they, what are the violent attacks? Is it, is it states that don't want, men competing in girls sports. They don't want men in girls locker rooms. They don't want men in the restroom with girls. Is it, is it states that don't want to mutilate children and, and put hormone blockers in their body that are irreversible and change their natural development? Is it, Oh, is it the, the drag shows with men dressed as scantily clad women spreading their legs in front of children? Is that the violence? Is that, is that the attack that you're perceiving? That's exactly what it is. When you hear them say that there are violent attacks against the trans and LGBTQI plus community, those are the attacks they're talking about. There isn't physical violence going on. There's nothing. They've redefined, again, like they always do, they redefine certain actions and words to meet their agenda. And right now, just me saying that I don't agree with, with children being transitioned and I don't think that men should compete in women's sports, that statement in and of itself is violence towards the trans community. That's how they define it. So whenever you hear them say, oh, there's violence, all those right-wing MAGA extremists, it's a lie. Just another lie. Uh, so where are we at here? Um, as long as we're going that direction, let's take a look at uh, let's take a look at this. The United Nations replaces all 193 country flags with uh, LGBT flags. So apparently, it's a world religion, man. I'm telling you, most countries don't agree with it. The United States has gone off its rocker. Our, our enemies are laughing their asses off. We're going to replace all the... Why? What is, what is the fascination with this? 
Check this out. Girl Scouts are offering patches now for attending pride parades and activities. So you can now get a pride patch if you're in the Girl Scouts. Look, people. The whole pride movement is sexual by nature. They are promoting and amplifying the fact that their sexuality differs from the traditional roles. So it's sexual by nature. Trans community is even more sexual. Children are not sexual, nor should they be approached sexually or with sexual topics. But that's exactly what's happening. And it's disgusting. What they need to be taught, what children need to be taught is not to, not to honor and respect a certain segment of society. They need to be taught to honor and respect all human beings, period. And that's it. We don't need no special, you know, segments of society. We don't need, you know, the, the pride people and the people of color and the Chinese American and the African American and the, no. Respect all people equally. That's it. They don't need to be labeled. They don't need to be marginalized. They don't need to be insulted and victimized. Just teach children to honor their God, their family, and other people in general. It's, it's that simple. It's that simple. Everything else is a distraction. Every single thing else out there is a distraction and a form of division. And you're not going to convince me otherwise. The Air Force thought it'd be great to have a put out a tweet with a soldier saluting the pride flag instead of the U.S. flag. And I'm just throwing out some examples here of how ridiculous it is. This wasn't ridiculous. This was sad. But thank God, Travis is a he's a veteran. He's a patriot. He's American. He's conservative. He believes in family values and God. He tweeted, my seven-year-old daughter heard the word transgender and that it means you change from girl to boy, boy to girl. She came to me and said, she likes jeans, so she's a boy. It makes me really sad to think that if I was a crazed leftist, she could be mutilated for life just because she loves to wear jeans. What a sad world we live in. And I agree. Wholeheartedly. And it is sad. That just because a girl wants to wear jeans now, they've, they've got him so freak fugged up in the head that, uh, that they're coming home from school, seven years old. Oh, I wear jeans, so I should be a boy. <sighs> All right, um, we're gonna do we're gonna do one more little thing here because I, I can't. It's hard to have a show, and I, and I haven't had I haven't had many clips of her lately because I just get so tired of hearing the lies that she spouts out of her mouth constantly. But uh, your favorite press secretary and mine, Karine Jean-Pierre, stepped up to the podium and, uh, and said this. As you know, grocery prices rose because of the global supply chain, bottleneck and unforeseen supply shocks like avian flu and war in Ukraine and also poor weather. So grocery prices, just in case you weren't paying attention, it's because of the supply chain, uh, the avian flu, and market 
issues, and the weather. Okay, first of all, even if even if everything she said is true, or you can't you can't you can't uh, change the weather. Even though they like to say they can, give us enough money and we can change the climate, right? You can't change the weather. So here they are blaming it on the weather, and on the other hand, they're saying just give us enough money and we can change the weather, save the world. In fact, oh my God, AOC is going off the hook lately. On oh, the sky is falling if we don't spend trillions of dollars now. Are we. This planet and our children have no future, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, back to Karine Jean-Pierre. Even if everything she said is true, then that would mean that the Biden regime's policies are an absolute and abject failure on every front. You didn't have the infrastructure in place. You couldn't support the, the uh, supply line and supply chain. You didn't predict accurately. You didn't forecast that these things could be issues because you were too focused on your marriage equality act and crap like that that you lost sight of the real issues or you just didn't care. So I don't believe that anything she says is true. I believe that even if it was though, either way, either way, it is 100% at the feet of the Biden regime and the extreme commie Democrats that are controlling the Democrat party right now. There's no doubt about it. I don't know how you can come away with, come away with, uh, with any, <laughs> any other conclusion, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's see here. Did I have anything else to talk about? I mean, solar panels, China, you know, they're... Oh, by the way, speaking of China, they are putting a surveillance base they've made a deal with cuba so it's just uh, less than 100 miles off of our shores and they will have a chinese listening post and uh, spy base so that that's great right i mean someplace where their balloons can land maybe i don't know who, who knows i mean if, if it would have been a balloon flying over dc the other day they wouldn't have scrambled jets they would have just let it fly right over dc Private plane goes flying over. They scramble a couple of jets and scare the hell out of the entire population with a sonic boom. But anyway, yes, China is now going to put a listening post in Cuba right off of our coast. So, and because they know that Biden's a wimp, man, he's weak. He's a weak man and, and he's owned. He's compromised. Joe Biden, his regime, and the extreme commie Democrats are the number one threat to national security of the United States. Period. And it's not even close. Not even close. Anyway, here's the number better take of the day. Hey, show 250, thank you so much for watching. I hope that you will subscribe on rumble.com slash the men report and also follow me on all the socials. And so we have, so they're going to indict Trump. It's not, like I said, it's not about the indictment. It's about intimidation. Whether they indict him or not, whether they can convict him or not, that's, that's irrelevant. The point is, if you associate with Trump, if you even tried to buck the system, if you tried to buck the deep state, if you tried to do any of that, we will destroy you. That's the message. See, it's not about Trump. It's about what Trump represents, which is exactly why Ron DeSantis is vulnerable. Ron DeSantis has a young family. He's just approaching the peak of his career. He has a long ways to go. He's not independently wealthy. He can't afford to do what Trump is doing. 
because they will destroy not only him, they'll destroy his family. And make no mistake, if he becomes the nomination, they will go after him with a vengeance that will make what they did in 2016 to Trump nothing. And he'll cave because God, family, country. In that order, he will place his family before his country. And I can't say I blame him. But uh, that's something to think about. If you're supporting DeSantis, know that he's vulnerable. Know that the extreme commie Democrats will in fact attack him ruthlessly. If he becomes a nomination, they will destroy him. And they'll do it in lockstep because they circle the wagons and they will go out there and do everything they can. And he'll cave. He'll be a rhino. He will make deals with the extreme commie Democrats. And uh, anyway, that's why, that's why they need to, you know, they need to impeach Biden. Why have they not impeached him? The Democrats would. You know, they're trying to say, well, you know, I don't, I don't care if it goes nowhere in the Senate. He needs to go on record as being impeached. They would do it to Trump. And they will do it to DeSantis if he bucks the, if he bucks the system too hard. They'll find some reason to impeach him if he becomes president, and he doesn't doesn't toe the line of the GOP rhino establishment, who are who are in, who are in cahoots to some extent with the extreme commie Democrats. It's the system. It's the system. Anyway, hey, thanks for watching. This is episode 250. That's some sort of milestone. I'm approaching 20,000 followers on, on Facebook. Thank you very much. My Twitter got nuked. So starting over there at, at Nun Report. I'm on all the other socials at the Nun Report, except for TikTok because I don't do that commie BS. And if you're just listening on radio and renegaderadio.com or any of the podcast channels that I'm on, I'm on all of them, Apple, Google, uh, I heart, you know, all, all the regular usual suspects because, you know, some people can only listen. They don't have time to sit down and watch a video. But if you do want to watch the video and check out all the other video I put on here and the receipts that I showed, rumble.com slash the nun report is the place to be. Or just go to my website, the It's all there. One stop, one shop, easy peasy. All right, man. Hey, thanks again for watching. And as always, until next time, may the odds be ever in your favor. Cheers. <laughs>